0: Good day. I'm Brett Witterbull. It is your Devious Motives. A look at the uh, race, such as it is right now, just about 20 days away from uh, Election Day. People are already voting in a lot of different jurisdictions. Uh, and we've got a couple of big things that you should be taking notice of. Uh, one of them is Joe Biden going into uh, uh, Philadelphia, which is now just I mean, honestly a, a modern crime hellscape of a city where the people least able to protect themselves are being ravaged by just unrepentant criminals thugs mutants I mean it's it's incredible what it is that we're seeing the uh, the the degree of disrespect for the law and I'm not talking about cops per se I'm talking about the law and uh, of course uh the the rampant violence uh, they're giving Chicago a run for their money. And this is, this is a bad thing. This is a bad thing. Uh, I was watching an interview earlier today and Al Sharpton was part of the conversation and he pointed out something very, very interesting. And I have to give props to Al Sharpton. And normally, not somebody I would agree with almost anything on. But Al Sharpton said that if the elections come together the way it's expected to go with Los Angeles uh, being up for... A uh, a new mayor. You would have New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles as the uh, three biggest cities in the United States of America, all led by black mayors: Eric Adams in New York, uh, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, and then Karen Bass, if she prevails over Caruso, a business uh, uh, tycoon uh, out in. Los Angeles. So here's why he brought that up. And I think this is where it gets really interesting. He says, listen, the community and people at large have got to not uh, handicap, kneecap these three mayors, three high-profile black mayors. And I think, look, you could also, you could look at Washington, D.C. Muriel Bowser is a mayor right there. But the three, the big three need to be given the support by the activist class that lets them go out there and actually enforce laws. And that was essentially what he was saying uh, about the state of affairs in these three cities. You are looking at potentially those three cities, New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles at all at the same time uh, in in full-blown deterioration. And it's hard to know how you come back from that. So that's, that's one storyline that I do want to Uh, Pay close attention to watch that. Crime, I think, is a big issue. I think people have been cowed into not believing uh, that you can talk about crime in in pleasant company because of implications. I I think there is a, uh, especially at the upper strata of the liberals, uh, I think there are people who feel like crime is code for a race or ethnicity of people. And that's not the case at all, because you have to remember when it comes to crime in major American cities, it is almost always the people who are least able to bear it that suffer the most elderly, single fam, you know, single moms, single dads, young kids, uh, having to go to schools that are failing, having to live in communities that are unsafe. And that's a, that's a huge deal. Note this Jim Kenney, who is the mayor in Philadelphia, the mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, uh, is coming out and trying to do a cleanup because the Wawa stores have been getting looted. Uh, you have groups of kids forming on social media. Then they go storming into the Wawa's, stealing everything they can, destroying property, all that sort of stuff. And now Wawa has pulled out in two different locations in Philadelphia. Jim Kenney, who's the mayor of Philadelphia and has actually been outspoken about crime. He came out and said, oh, no, that's 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 not why. That's not why they're they're pulling out of uh, Philadelphia. It's too expensive to replace the items that are getting looted. Yeah, but you see how crazy these old white 60s liberals and I mean people from the 60s like Biden and and company, but you look at these old white liberals, these creaky old white liberals who just don't understand That people across the spectrum, immigrants, legal and illegal uh, individuals who have been there, whose families have been in Philadelphia since uh, the founding of Philadelphia, all the way up to newcomers, businesses, big businesses, small business owners. Nobody wants crime. Nobody wants crime in their communities. and, And that's that's a big deal. So here comes Joe Biden. He's campaigning for Fetterman. He's out there telling everyone that uh, you know he's going to d- do a great job. Fetterman's your guy, and he's going to also try his best to you know de incarcerate or to remove from jail a third of the prison population that that's what he says his his mandate uh, is as a politician he wants to empty the jails he is a a proud sorosista and that's a that's a very very disturbing thing that we're seeing there. but I want to go back to the Wawa and the uh, communities suffering because these small stores are shutting down. I remember in the early two thousands, and then it really picked up in about 2008 when the Obamas got into the White House. And I remember distinctly conversations about what was that word? It was a very interesting word that was used by urban experts food deserts, food deserts. Do you remember this food deserts? That was the big crisis. Uh, and it was appended at one point to the, uh, the debate and the discussion about Michelle Obama wanting, uh, all the ingredients and, uh, all that stuff listed when you go into the fast food place so you could make a healthy choice. And she was there remaking lunch meals, school lunch meals, uh, for, for, for kids and, and all that sort of stuff, right? That was a big issue. Food deserts were a huge issue. It was a big social justice issue because people were saying, hey, all you can get in, in cities is uh, f- uh, fast food, fried food, um, uh, liquor stores, uh, candy stores. Uh, that's it. You can't get fresh produce. Well, that doesn't exist anymore if you think about it because you've got Instacart, you got Walmart delivering food products and things like that. But what happens when you decide you're going to go into a commutiny? That's what I said commutiny. What happens when you go into a commutiny and you can't run that store because people keep coming in and looting the store, and then the store is shut down? Remember what happened in Newark, New Jersey, in 1967. Go watch the saints of of, uh, of you know. Go, go watch the, the many saints of uh, Newark. Uh, go go watch uh, any documentary about Watts or Detroit. Uh, Newark, New Jersey, of course, as well, where you see what violence does. And when people start looting and destroying property and all that, businesses just go, you know what? We're out of here. Going to Florida, going to Long Island, going to go upstate New York, going to go out to Pennsylvania. Uh, We're we're going to get out of this place because we don't feel safe and and we don't have the ability to keep replacing the stuff that gets stolen. So it's actually a very interesting thing. I am wondering about this. It hasn't come up. Like food deserts has not been a big topic. If you go and Google it, there's a story here or a story there about the food deserts and communities. But you've got food deserts and you've got the pullout of the major American cities. And that's something that I'm kind of looking at closely. All right, let me uh, comment very quickly on Liz Truss. She resigns. She was a complete incompetent as the prime minister over in england england is the united states but england is in a in a in a state of decay that is that is probably 80 years ahead of us they've been decaying for a long time and uh they're a country uh that that is that is about to face some extraordinarily tough times a lot of it was because they didn't want to do integration with people who live there uh you have a lot of people that come in from former colonies And they live in their own neighborhoods and they don't interact with anybody else. That's a huge challenge. You've also got the the problem of the Tories, right, the conservative party there, uh, not really having any good new ideas. Liz Truss came out and said, we're going to cut all these taxes for everybody, especially for the millionaires, to try to try to pump some money back into the economy. But you're fighting inflation at the same time. And you've taken yourself off of uh, the energy that was working for you. And my God, the English were blessed with coal. I mean and they're just like, well no we're gonna get rid of it we're gonna be clean it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be... it's a terrible idea and this brings me to the big thought today uh, on on the uh, on the podcast episode and and here's what my big thought is for you and I, and I think this is a very important thing to think about um, It's a very important political concept to to digest and it's something that really freaks me out and it bums me out i'm freaked and bummed i'm bummed and freaked here's what it is right now in the world i'm going to take the msnbc talking points and the cnn talking points and the overwrought political scientist talking points and the experts uh, that go in from the beltway to the different cable channels and I'm going to use a phrase that I don't like using. And I, I think it is, uh, I think it's a lazy word. Now, that's going to get people upset, but I think it's a lazy word. And it's democracy. We have to protect our democracy. We have to make sure the democracy is sound and stable and all, all of this sort of stuff. And it's never really defined what it is the democracy is. Because we need to know that the democracy is safe. We need to know that the democracy is secure. Uh, We need to know that the evil forces of MAGA don't have the ability to destroy the democracy. And so as a consequence, we're going to deploy an ever-increasing police state to secure the democracy by taking people and putting them in jail in D.C. and not letting them see judges or lawyers for months and months and months on end the democracy debate right the democracy this is why i'm bringing this up let's say that i am um i am me and you are you but we don't live here we we aren't blessed to be in the united states of america we live someplace else we live in a um in a developing nation someplace but we are not necessarily able to leave and come here illegally okay so we live someplace like in sub-saharan africa uh, we live in maybe a place, a pocket uh, in in Asia, uh, may- maybe maybe some place in South America that feels unfree, all, all that sort of stuff. Mexico, right, would be a good actually, even an even better example. You know, corruption, crime, danger, all that sort of stuff, and we yearn to be a part of the great Western promise, the promise of the EU and the NATO countries, the promise of the United States of America, right? We we want to come to those places and we want to understand and embrace those places. Well, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you the great rub that is going on here with the democracy. I'm Brett Witterball. You're watching and listening to Devious Minds. OK, welcome back. It is uh, Devious Motives, where we uh, uh, examine the, the motivations and the issues that are attached to what's going on between now and the 2022 election. Uh, it's really underway now because we're voting. Everybody's voting right now. But the decisions will come out uh, in, in just a few weeks. So let's talk about democracy, the democracy. Now, we are a constitutional republic. I feel comfortable saying that because we are guided by a constitution. We are protected by a constitution. We are governed by a constitution under a system called federalism. Federalism means that the states get the say, except for the things that are specifically enumerated in the U.S. Constitution. Like I heard Joe Biden two days ago say that the Ninth Amendment promises and guarantees your right to privacy. But they're actually, if you read, it's not hard, you read the Ten Amendments, you see secure in your persons, you see... Uh, uh, due process, speedy trial—you see all that. But you don't see there's nowhere in there that says right to privacy. In fact, there's a much more explicit right to keep and bear arms, and free exercise of religion, and redress of grievances than there ever is for privacy. Like privacy is 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 right. Maybe it's Article. Maybe you see it in Article Three a little bit—the quartering of troops, which you know implies that the king can come and take over your house and. And and all that and go through your effects. I mean, I guess that's it. But there's no like explicit right to privacy. And that's something that they sell a lot, especially on the left and, and the libertarian uh, right. So. We are told we're a democracy. And let's say I'm in Mexico. Or sub-Saharan Africa or Indonesia. And I'm looking around the world today. And I'm seeing some things. I'm seeing a. A man as president of the United States whose best days are far, far, far behind him. A man who struggles cognitively. Uh, a man who is flinty. A man who, um, who, who seeks to prosecute his predecessor for a number of different charges. And I'm looking at that, I'm going, wow, okay, that's kind of Interesting. And then, and then I, I I look at at the United Kingdom. I look at England, and I, I look at the situation there, where they can't even form a government. They had a prime minister come in for forty four days. Uh, King Charles has not even been coronated yet, and and here is here is uh, another another uh, prime minister coming down the road. They're in their third prime minister in one year. Third prime minister in one year. Bojo. Liz Truss, and then whoever comes in, next man up. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the NATO forces fighting in Ukraine against the Russians. I'm, I'm looking at uh, the assassination of a of a beloved politician in Japan by a wacko. Uh, I'm looking at the explosion of crime drug addiction, fentanyl in the United States. I'm looking at the uh, unstopped flow of uh, illegal migrants coming into the United States. Like, I'm looking at all these things and I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying, wow. Wow, the U.S. and England are kind of a mess. Europe's kind of a mess. They're not even going to have electricity. They're not even going to have any of the stuff that you need. Those democracies don't look very healthy to me and and when i when i look and i look i have a big wall map right over here you can't see it uh, but i have a big wall map right here and and when i look at this i say okay um there's this new organization called the bricks the bricks the brick was first talked about when obama and biden were regarded as 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 weak and other countries uh, alternate countries wanted a challenge to the g20 and nato and all that sort of stuff and so the bricks are A certain number of countries. The BRICS are, I'll tell you what they're, they're Brazil, they are Russia, they are India, they are China, they are South Africa, and now just signing on like in the last few weeks, Saudi Arabia. Okay, so let's do an A B comparison. The United States, England, France, Germany, Poland, Hungary, Austria, Italy, Spain, Portugal uh, you move out to the to the far, far east. you've got Japan and South Korea you've got you've got different iterations of countries like Indonesia and stuff that are sort of in our sphere, but maybe not in our sphere. the Philippines again, same sort of story, Australia, New Zealand, they're in our sphere. You come over to the South American continent and the, 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 the African continent and you look at that and you go, okay, we've got some relationships. We get along okay with Egypt. Uh, they're basically at peace. But if you are desperate and starving and upset and worried, what is the number one thing you want? It's the number one thing we don't have in the United States. You, you want somebody that's in charge. You want somebody that's in charge. Somebody who makes the bad guys feel nervous. Uh, somebody who makes the criminals think twice. All that sort of stuff. Well, when you say Brazil, you have a fairly strong president in Brazil, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. And, and if he ended up losing to, to Lula, you'd have a strong left-wing leader in Brazil. Russia, it's Putin. He's a maniac, but there's no doubting that he's in charge of his country. India, Modi, you have a prime minister there who wields a lot of power. He's buying a ton of energy from the, from the Russians buying gold. They're trading. They've got a strong economy, one that should be anchored in the West. And we tried and we tried and we tried. The Indians just don't want any part of that. Brazil, Russia, India, China. There's no doubt you're going to see this weekend she is going to get coronated, and he's going to get coronated as, as, as the second coming of Mao. Once he gets this new government in, it's going to happen Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, our time. He's the emperor of China. He controls everything in that country. And he is saber-rattling and saying that they are going to take Taiwan by military force, period, full stop, as they like to say in newsrooms. South Africa's got resources out the wazoo gold it's uh it's It's a country that's blessed by a lot of resources, and Saudi Arabia. It, if you wanted to build a Legion of Doom with people that are in control of the Legion of Doom, I just laid it out for you. Here's why I bring this up. Our messaging, our imaging to the world as the saviors of democracy, the arsenal of democracy, all that kind of stuff. What do you think really matters to the underclass in the six and a half billion people around the world that, that basically live in poverty? Like, what what do you think that that looks like? What do you, what do you think that that looks like? Because you know, and I know you got 500 billion, 700 billion people. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, you've got a billion and a half people probably living at the upper end. And you got six, six billion around the world who, who are, um, who are out there on the margins. Who do you think they want to be with? They want to go with the strong man. And it's not because they like the strong man. It's because they like knowing that somebody's in control of all of this. So the next time you hear about democracy, ask yourself this question. It's not even anything to do with the rest of the world. If democracy is so important, Why do the people that sell democracy the hardest on cable TV hate the states so much? They hate the states. They hate the red states. They hate the big states, Florida. You know, Texas. Why do these defenders of democracy or or the mob hate the states so much that they cannot trust the states with power of any kind. Right to work laws, voter ID, abortion laws. They can't trust the states with that. Why? It's kind of incredible. The world is transforming before your eyes. And those that were on top are now sliding to the bottom. We'll document it every step of the way. I am Brett Whittable. Thanks for joining me today. This is...